Welcome to How to Build a Tent. It's a podcast on how to make you successful. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Today, we're going to talk about milk shortages, how people are starting to see that China needs to pay and put a number on it. And I'm going to also talk about a pivot that my company, one of my companies is doing, and maybe that will help you guys think about how to start a business quickly, how to pivot yourself in this time of quarantine, self-isolation, or whatever you want to call it, or self-distancing, self the fuzzy way to say it. So we're going to talk about that today. Before we do, though, I was just getting done with the press conference. I actually turned it off because it was just so infuriating. One of the I was the press conference of the, the Trump administration, you know, that gets more views than most of the liberal press. One of the things that was just so weird to me, I was curious, he was talking about how you should talk to your doctors if you are, have the coronavirus to talk to them about using uh, chloroquine or whatever it is that was the drug that they've been touting for a while now. But he was really saying it in this very pensive way, this way where he uh, was like, you know, he wasn't saying to take it or to tell your doctor about it or to ask your doctor about it, but something to the effect of like, see if your doctor has something to say about taking this drug. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, why can't you just say, ask your doctor if this will work? See what your doctor thinks about it. Be a little more like certain about it. And right before... <laughs> Right before I turned it off, a reporter was asking, how can you give medical advice? You're not a doctor. Are you kidding me right now? He has medical staff right there with him, giving him advice on what needs to be done for the country. He's wrecking our economy. And if that's good or bad, we'll find out. I mean, it seems pretty terrible right now. I definitely don't agree with it myself. And... We're saying that he can't say, hey, this drug looks promising. You should try it. It's been out. It's been used for other things like malaria, I guess. Can't say that. And he's getting nailed to it. And it's just so lame because the time that we're in, that's so serious, not just for our health, which is really important, but our finances, our businesses. And the president has reporters trying to stick him on why are you giving medical advice if you're not a doctor you're are you kidding me right now our president has to make finance or uh, medical decisions about our country like he is a doctor he can't say that you should try this medication or you should at least talk to your doctor about it you're going to give him crap for that like it's ridiculous no wonder his approval ratings are so high because you guys are a joke you're a joke and the American people have long since understood that the Democrats and the media are the same. So you're not doing your party any favors, media, when you are saying things and asking things like this. Because it's going to make it look worse for the Democrats and it's going to result in worse turnout and worse voting um, counts for you if you continue to do this in the 2020 election. It's absolutely insane. I can't believe it. We're part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Go over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HTBT in a memo field. You'll get a sweet 15-ounce mug. You can also get a mug. You can get shirts. I just got mine. I love it. It's in the wash right now. I cannot wear them until they are washed because I'm married. But uh, go over to howtobuild10.com, and you can check out all the cool stuff that we have there. I barely make any money off of it. And I mean, like, I make a dollar or two off every order. We just use high-end stuff. So if you want to, go ahead, but, you know, it's not like I'm a moneymaker for me. 
but if you want to rep the stuff and uh, you know you th- you think uh, some of the stuff's pretty cool, and you know go check it out and at least give me some free advertising by wearing a shirt or something like that. You can email me Matt at howtobuildten.com. Find me on all the social media sites How to Build a Tent, and let's get into it. I saw from our very own Chocolate Knox sharing that in Ohio, the farmers there are having to pour and spoil. I was going to say spoil first, but they have to pour milk out because there is such a surplus. Part of it, they say, is because they're not needing as much cheese products or dairy products that are, you know, besides milk. Some, And then the article says, that some of the reason is because the schools aren't in session, but a large portion of it, the large driver of why we have such excess is because we have rationing going on, not by price, but by quantity. We're using the socialist approach. It blows my mind. I've had I've had an episode about this, why I love price gouging and profiteering and why you should too. And we talked about it. And we're seeing the reasons. Because a private economy, a capitalist society, is not designed to act like a socialist. Even under extreme times, desperate times, however you want to say this, our economy is not designed this way and it doesn't work. It is far better to raise prices and then lower them when there's a surplus, when people don't need all the milk and don't need all the dairy products, and then lower prices again instead of sending stuff and having it go to waste. Because people would want to buy more, but they can't and they won't. I was uh, listening to the Founders Men, the Sword in the Trial podcast, and it was funny, Jared has a big family. And hey, congratulations. He just uh, gave birth to a daughter, another one. I think they have nine total in the family. And their rationing was to one loaf of bread. It's like one loaf of bread doesn't feed my family for a week because they have nine, nine people. That's like what, two slices for a week for the whole family. It's sad. Uh, but but the, the thing is, is it doesn't help anybody. This limiting supply, this limiting the quantity doesn't help. The best way to ration products is through price. That's the way that you don't get waste. That's the way that you don't get hoarding. That's the way that you don't get empty shelves is when you allow corporations, individuals to sell their private property for whatever price they see fit. And when you do that, that allows the system to work. I don't understand, well, I do understand it, but if we would understand that capitalism is the most efficient way to distribute and to hand out and to give out and to supply scarce resources to people, we would not resort to socialism and command-style economies in times of crisis. But we don't truly believe it. And we know that because we haven't truly lived in a capitalist system for so long. And just like we're starting to see churchgoers saying, oh, you know what? I'm actually enjoying church online. It's so much easier. I could just show up in my pajamas. I can eat breakfast while I'm there. And they're actually enjoying this time away from fellowship with 
brothers and sisters. It's because it's not just some new revelation. It's revealing where they've been this whole time. And so too with us in our economic system. We're revealing where we've been this whole time. Because we haven't had a capitalist system. We've had crony capitalism where we've had government creeping in and creating more and more regulations, creating more and more winners and losers, creating more and more incentives for certain people. And so why would we stick with capitalism? We're not doing it in normal times. But we see the results where dairy farmers have to pour out milk and waste milk when people want it, but they can't get it because the government said you can't have more than one gallon of milk per trip. And so we have to pour it down the drains. It's sad. It's disgusting. It makes me angry. Just as much as that reporter nailing Trump and trying to give Trump a hard time for recommending a prescription medication. It's insane. Government kills more than the coronavirus ever will. It's insane. Another article I saw, I believe I saw this on Twitter. I don't remember who I saw it from. But the think tank in England has been saying what I've been saying for the last month. China needs to pay. In fact, AD and I had a reform jellical titled that, China needs to pay. And they said to the tune of $6.7 trillion. And while I'm not eager to put a price tag on it just yet because we're not done, we're still not back to work, so we don't really know what the price is. But... I do like that people are starting to talk about it, and we should. But it needs to be more than just reparations, if I can use that term. We need more than reparations for their sins, for their atrocity. We need to prevent it from happening again. Now, we need to be wise about this and remember that when you do things and you carry out justice or you carry out penalties to a country, you don't want to repeat our mistakes in World War II, where we punished Germany so much in World War I, where they had no choice, quote unquote, I'm, I know they had a choice, but they it was just almost like they were put on the path of having to take over other countries militarily because their country was just in shambles and there was no hope. Now, we don't want to do that to China. But they do need to pay, and we need to diversify our production in a way where we're not going to be dependent on them again. They need to have consequences for this, but we need to do it in a way that understands the mistakes of our past where we're not going to lead us lead ourselves into a World War III. I don't know if you saw, but the Marines are actually restructuring their whole organization to be designed in the next 10 years to go to war with China. That should be sobering. We don't want that, but they do need to pay. And I'm just glad that other people are talking about it because, because this could happen again. And if there's not harsh penalties, which is the whole point of penalties is to discourage behavior from happening again in the future and to establish justice, we need to have them pay so this doesn't happen again. So that they will take, even if it was on accident, that they will take extra precaution to never let this happen again. Because this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible. One of the suggestions I heard, I, this was, um, I think it was from Marcus Pittman's wife, actually, that we should just like have them cancel our debt, which might not be a bad idea. I don't know if it's enough. They don't have that much of our debt. I think 
it's in the trillions, like one or two trillion. And how much does this cost our economy? More than that. Um, and but there is we can maybe have this have them cancel all world debt, which would really put their Silk Road initiative uh, in jeopardy, which if you don't know what that is, you should look it up. It's very interesting. And it really makes the case that China is the number one enemy of the world because they want to be a superpower and they are an evil empire, not the Chinese people themselves, not the Chinese culture, but the Communist Party themselves are an evil empire that needs to be taken down. All right, before then we're going to now we're going to stop. We're going to take a break. We're going to do a commercial and then we're going to talk about my pivot that I'm doing during this time with one of my companies and maybe how this will help you as well and just my thinking of about it, how to start up a company really quickly, how to streamline a pivot and things like that. Before we need to talk to you about Kingsman Grooming products, go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, put in HCBT when you check out, you'll get 10% off on high quality products that a Christian company makes. They have beard balms, beard oils, pre-shave, aftershave, combs, leather products, lotions, things that you already use. Go over there, support a Christian company. They need your support in this time. All these, all small businesses do, but specifically you need to support Christian companies. Go check them out. They have great quality products and you get 10% off when you use HGBT. I'm telling you, I love their products. I love how they smell. I love the feel. And even my kid, my wife loves them as well. So go over there, kingsmangroomingpros.com. Links in the show notes. HGBT, support a Christian company, support a small business, and support the show by supporting our sponsors and treat yourself with some great quality products. Now, one of the companies I have, and I don't know, I've yeah, I've talked about it before, but I don't know if how long you've been listening to the show because um, I haven't mentioned it of late, but we have a personal chef company where we go to your house for a party and we'll cook you unlimited tacos. We call it the Taco Guy and we make authentic Mexican tacos, not Tex-Mex, that's not real Mexican food, and you will pay per head. What we are doing in this time is because so many people are ordering online and we believe the future is going to be more ordering from places like DoorDash and those kinds of companies because they're used to it now from being isolated, being in self-quarantine, doing self-distancing. We believe that the trend is going to stay is we are renting out a commercial kitchen and we're actually looking at my church to do it to help them, um, you know, give them money and on top of our tithing and things like that, but to actually just pay them part of our costs, might as well give it to them. They have a kitchen, which if you can incorporate renting out space from your church, hey, why not do it? It's a win-win. But we're going to be actually using that to deliver food from the commercial kitchen. So we're not going to have restaurant costs as far as utilities, rent, things like that. We're just going to be paying to use the kitchen when we need it and send out deliveries. And the thinking behind that is, is that we can have a lower price because we're not paying a lease. We're not paying to have space that we're not using. We don't have to keep, um, we don't have to keep store hours, keep things open at late. And it's just really cheap and efficient to do. And we can just have people come and deliver the percentages work for us and all that stuff. And I doing that because obviously people aren't having parties right now. So we had to make a shift. And we had to look, like I've said before, where the demand curve shifted up and home delivery of things has shifted up. And we are able to compete at a price because we don't have the traditional restaurant to pay for where we can be at a lower price than most other Mexican places in the area. We did the research, we did the pricing and all that stuff. And so we are able to enter the market, this area of the market, 
at a strategic advantage that other existing restaurants aren't going to have, where we can have low, low price, good quality food, where people are going to be ordering out and it's going to get to a point where they're spending too much money on ordering out food. So they're going to be looking at cheaper prices. And so we believe that there's just going to be a several quick, easy wins for us in this pivot. And I want to kind of backtrack and think through and talk through how I came to this idea. We had a company that all of a sudden we lost work like a lot of people did. And so I had to ask myself is where is the demand at right now? Because it doesn't just go away. People need to eat. People need food. It doesn't just go away. So what do you do? Where did we have to go? Online orders. That's huge right now. Takeout orders is huge right now. People are running out of meat at supermarkets, so they'd want to have tacos where there's meat, there's chicken, there's pork, there's uh, carne asada, those kinds of things. And then I needed to think about how could I easily, within the law, the legal structure of catering, you know, the catering license, food licensing, all this stuff, what can I do in my state to quickly do this? Because we're not going to be doing this for much longer. I mean, even if it is 30 days, which I doubt we're going to go 30 days. I mean, the president's already kind of hinting at that we're not going to go that way. But what could we do quickly to pivot to make revenue now where it's going to be worth it? And it's not going to be like at the end where everyone's, okay, go back to work. And then we finally ramp up. And so I was looking through different options of what I've heard, what I've seen, and gone through experiences, talked with connections. I've had people reach out to me who've, who have been in this industry for some points of time saying like, hey, you should do this. Hey, you should think about this. I was taking what I've been using myself. I use DoorDash right now a lot. I also, because I have my travel card, I get it free for a year. Chase Sapphire, free advertisement for them. One of the best travel card I've ever had. And I've been using them. So I was putting this all together. And I so I understood what my goal was. Is I wanted to transform my personal chef, taco guy, catering party company into an online delivery service. And then I did the market research. Okay, what Mexican food is in the area? How much are they selling their tacos for? And what can I sell them for and be competitive and be able to make a profit? Then I needed to think about what were the things that I needed to do or change or tool up for? Who did I need to talk to? What infrastructure did I need? What platforms did I need to build? Did I need to build another website? Did I need to build another portal? Or could I just use a vendor? And think through all of these different things, price them out, make a comparison, compare the ROI, and then make a plan and create the process. And this is something that I do pretty well, but if you do not do this pretty well, then I would highly suggest you do this through Visio or Excel or even PowerPoint If actually make boxes and go and think through the process of every single thing. How am I going to receive an order? How am I going to receive payment? What happens if they cancel an order? What happens if the order doesn't show up? What happens if the order is late? Where am I getting my food from? How many people are, do I need to cook it? Where is it going to be stored? How long do I need to, how often do I need to cook food? And think through all of these things is how do I know where they're going to pick up? How do I register with these companies? How do I make sure it's okay with the agencies that approve catering and all this stuff? And go through and think through the process and then just start with step one. So you have your vision, you have the idea what you want to do, you do your market research and you compare and you you see that there is an opportunity for yourself. Then you build out the process of how it's going to work and then you start with step one and you start working through and building out the process. And it's that easy. 
It's that easy. And you could do it quickly and you can make money. And today, in this today's world with the technology that we have, there are vendors and tools out there for you to use where you could do this quickly. If you have any questions about it, you can email me, matt at howtobuild10.com. Find me on all social media sites, how to build a tent. We'll talk to you next time. God bless.